Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey, guys. Welcome back for another roundup. This week, we've got a lot to get into. But first, please remember to like, subscribe, turn on those notifications so you can get us right when we drop. Or if you're in the car, you can listen to us on Apple and Spotify. So without further ado, this week, Australia is in the news. They are moving up the charts of adoption. We're going to cover that. Additionally, we're going to get into some terms that I think are important, which are cold storage and hot wallets, how they work, and also what are these keys that we keep talking about? The saying is not your keys, not your coins, but what does that mean? We're going to tell you. And finally, Facebook, again, is getting into the metaverse, getting into crypto deeper, and they are going to be offering a connection between your NFTs and your friends. So starting off, Australia, they are now the fourth biggest country in terms of global crypto adoption. So, wow. so what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Oh, you're yeah. our, you're our uh, expert on countries. Our Aussie expert? You're our Aussie expert, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll save you the impression. You're no, welcome. You got to do it. Yeah, because I don't got to do. We've nothing. got like what? We've got like three Australian viewers, don't we? I mean, Australia is a beautiful country. Beautiful country. Yeah. Um, and of twenty six different countries, they are fourth on the list for crypto adoption. So that's great. That means that they're doing a better job than we are in the U.S. of A. And more people are involved. More people are invested. Basically, 4.6 million Aussies. There, which, I did it. Which is about 23%, right? <laughs> In fact, uh, sure. Yeah, I think 23%. Yeah. Exactly. And we're at, exactly. when we're at 16%. Yeah, so they're, they're doing a better job. They're understanding it more, clearly. Um, men are a little bit more skewed than women. It is still that 18 to 34 range which is most popular um, in the, with investing in crypto. So that's pretty similar to other places, but they do have more people. And uh, I believe 14% own Bitcoin, 10% own Ether. So that's pretty good too. Yeah, it looks like their ownership percentages are Bitcoin, Ethereum for top two, and then it goes Dogecoin and Cardano. Yep. So pretty similar to the United States, although we care a whole lot more about Dogecoin. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. Thanks, Elon. So that's pretty cool. I think so. I we mean, need I, retail investors. We do. And when we say retail versus institutions, so retail is us. Yeah. The little guys and institutions are big money firms. Hoarders. Yeah. Yeah. Hedge fund guys. Mm -hmm. All the cool kids. Early adoption. It's I, not too late is what we're saying. It isn't too late, but it's also not too late to be more cautious with how you're storing your crypto. And I know we've talked about um, storing your money on reputable exchanges or in client-centered wallets, but I've been a little apprehensive about storing my money in cold storage or offline. Okay, so yeah, start there. What, what's the difference between cold storage and hot wallet. Yeah, so a hot wallet just means that it's online. Hot wallet, your keys or your access codes are online and more apt to be hacked 
or fished because most hacking occurs through fishing, not with an F, but with a PH. And phishing is just you click a bad link and someone gets access to your passwords, your email or whatever, so that they can access your private information or your funds, which is really scary. That is scary. And I mean, it can, it can even happen if you have money on a reputable exchange because if they can get into your email, they can change your password, they can get into your money. They basically backdoor your computer. Yep. Poor choice of words. But no, backdoor, that's the right term. Yeah. Uh, but as a verb, backdoor? I think we can use that as a verb. They access the backdoor of your computer. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And by doing so, they get access to all of your passwords, potentially. I mean, they're, they got to be good, right? Well, we talked about this before. There was a couple of YouTube videos that had bad links that if you clicked on them, it would scan your computer for certain hot wallets like Exodus. I love Exodus, but it is a hot wallet. Um, and they would steal your keys. Right. Or like in a national treasure where he puts the die on the coin and gives it to her and then she mm. types in the code yep. and he knows because he's got his little black light. Super cool. I recommend the movie. The first one. Second Not the one. second one. Ugh. No. Ugh. Ugh. But it is it is a problem. It is something Big that problem. can happen to anybody, yep. a.k.a. Seth Green, losing his little monkey picture. Um, Fred Simeon. Fred Simeon. Anyways, it's probably unlikely, but... When you have better options, you might as well take them. And so I hadn't done enough research on cold storage, and I'm starting to like it a little bit more. Okay. My initial problem with it was, whoa, all of the burden of responsibility is on me. If I lose my little flash drive, I'm SOL. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about cold storage being just literally a USB drive that's encrypted. Right. Right. That mm-hmm. you... You put all your coins on. Does the do the coins go into the drive? So that's the thing. That's what I thought. I thought we were we were transferring the coins offline, kind of like a side chain, and now they're on the flash drive. But that's not what it is. Okay. That's not what it is. Go on. What you're doing is you're just transferring the privilege to access your coins offline, aka the key. Ah. Yes. So when you store your money on a Coinbase or a Kraken or a Nexo. They have your keys. They have access to all your coins. They IOU, just like a bank. They IOU those coins. So if you transfer them out, they're going to send them to whatever address. But if they go bankrupt, like Celsius, they can use your coins in bankruptcy filings. They can use their coins. Right, because they're technically theirs once you store them. Right. Which is scary. So probably the easiest in terms of management because the onus is on them. But the worst option in terms of security because it's not your keys. Okay. So keys being password. Keys a password. So we've got, we're going to break it back down. There are two keys for every crypto wallet. And when we say crypto wallet, we mean? Coinbase, or we mean Exodus, or we mean Ledger Nano. Or MetaMask. Yep. It's It's an access gateway to the blockchain. Ah, so what you're saying is, is your coins are on the blockchain. Your coins are on the blockchain and your keys are the access to your coins on the blockchain. 
Got it. So give us an analogy that's maybe easier to digest of how this whole process works. Yeah. So let me explain the two keys. You've got a public key and you've got a private key. Your public key allows people to send you money. Your private key allows you to verify that money was sent and also send your money to somewhere else. Okay. So all crypto wallets require both a private and a public key. So what are those things? What, is, what, what does it actually look like? Well, your public key is that string of alphanumeric code, that barcode, OXB39, blah, 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 QR. blah, right? 20 to 30 some characters. Hey, that's your public address. Your private key, if you are your own custodian, which you would be if you use an Exodus or a Coinami or a hardware wallet, cold storage, you're your own custodian. Your private key is your seed phrase, which we talked about. So it's that, that random set of words. Dinosaur. Pineapple. Jump. Dolphin. Friend. Formidable. Dirty. Kumquat. Razor. Cool. Nugget. Crusader. Okay, I think we got it. All right. Anyways, it's just a bunch of words, but those words represent a string of code. Just like your public address, your private address is a string of code, but it is like the word private. So your public address, anybody can see and they can't manipulate your account. Right. Because it's just literally like a P.O. box. It's like a P.O. box. The analogy that Ledger uses, which I think is really great, is, is a mailbox. Think of your mailbox, but not like the one where you can just open it. Think of the one that needs a key or a P.O. box that needs a key. So the mailman or woman, they know where your mailbox is. They know your public address. So they can come and deposit a letter. We'll consider the letter coins. But in order for you to receive those coins, you have to use your private key, your mailbox key, your P.O. box key, and you have to open the mailbox, verify those coins, and now you can do whatever you want with it. You can resend the letter, you can open the letter, you can store it somewhere, right? But your access to those funds, just like a mailbox, requires a private key. That code needs to be stored somewhere safe because if, if anyone, for whatever reason, gets your private key, they have full access to your funds. If they have the public and the private key, they can do whatever they want with your money. Right. And that's what the danger of having a hot wallet is, is if they get access to that private key through phishing or through you being not safe enough with caring for that key and it gets stolen, now they have full access to your funds. So that's where cold storage comes in. It's not storing your coins, it's storing your keys offline. Right. So a hot wallet has your keys online, may be secure, may have a password or a pin, but it's still more at risk for hacking. Whereas if your keys are stored offline, there's only one point of access, which is when you plug it into your computer, it gets funneled through um, the website of the, the cold storage creator. So the, the two most popular are Ledger and Trezor. So when you access your funds, you plug it in and it has to go through their website. So if their website's compromised, potentially your funds could be, but it's one access point versus the whole internet. Right. Okay. Much more secure, but also the onus of responsibility is on you. 
For example, if you have a Ledger Nano, it's just a little flash drive, you plug it in, it's got a pin. That pin gives you three attempts to get it right. If you get it wrong three times, it resets the hard drive. Wait, so all your coins are gone? Your coins are on the blockchain, so your coins oh, are right. gone. Okay. No, but if you don't know that 12 or 24 word phrase, you will not be able to access your mailbox. You will not be able to access that point on the blockchain that has all of your coins. So it's basically like locking up your PO box key in another lockbox. And you got to know the code to the first lockbox to get your key for your PO box to get your coins. Exactly. Okay. It just adds another layer of security and it stores those keys offline. So that's the difference. And that's what I didn't realize is I thought, whoa, if you lose a flash drive, you're done. Like you lose right. all your money. Because we've heard those stories. We've yeah. talked about those stories. The guy loses his hard drive with all his coins on it. Or he's trying to get the password to the hard drive that's got a thousand Bitcoin on it or something. Right. Like and you're like, well, the Bitcoin's not actually on that hard drive. Right. It's the access to it. And he may not have saved his master seed phrase. And so he needs that specific hard drive and needs to know that specific pin to figure out what the what the master seed is. Ocean. Abominable. Bread. Operator. Pants. Glenn. Are proper names, is that included? No, I was thinking like a... Like oh, a, like a Glenn. Like a Glenn. Oh, got it. <laughs> So I hope that clears it up a little bit. Personally, I'm gonna buy my own hardware wallet and test it out. Cause if I if I can lose it and it's fine, that's way more secure than storing, you know, my 20 bucks on Coinbase. Right. Um, but yeah, if you have more questions about it, I do encourage you to go on Ledger's website. They're the number one in the world. Always buy directly through them because people could install backdoors on oh. third parties. I know they've done research on it. Oh, so don't buy it off eBay. Don't Good buy point. it off eBay. Pay the full price for it. It's worth it. Buy it directly from them. Their website really explains it well. If you have further questions, I think it's a really cool idea. And that's what Coinbase does. That's what Kraken does. They store all of their keys to your coins on these cold storage right because it's upwards of like 97 percent or something right yeah 98 percent for yeah. coinbase yeah 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 that's what makes it almost as secure as having your own private keys right because someone up. someone would have to guess that 24 word phrase in order and uh let me just show you how impossible that would be with six random words it would take a computer algorithm that's constantly cycling through passwords 85 sextillion years to hack that. That's a lot of years. It's a lot of years. And that's only six random words. Most right. master seeds are 12 to 24. So exponentially harder. Literally impossible to hack your master seed phrase by random guess. Okay. So you're storing that offline. That's why they say cold storage is so safe. Hope that's helpful. Again, if you want more information on it, please feel free to check out Ledger's website. They are the number one cold storage manufacturer in the world. And I will be personally getting one to check it out. So finally, Facebook, Instagram are now integrating NFTs. Meta. Meta. They're allowing you 
to connect your wallets, MetaMask, Coinbase wallet, Trust wallet to their platforms so you can share your NFTs with your friends. And I'm guessing make it easier to transition once they can into accepting crypto and making that they will thing. yeah for sure i mean what could go wrong right a multi-global national company is now asking you to sync your your passwords to their platform which has never been never hacked. never been hacked not in, in 2018 they weren't hacked 50 to 90 million accounts hacked although they said 30 million, which is still a ton, right? It's a lot of people. So yes, what Facebook is doing is they're doubling down on the metaverse, crypto, NFTs. They see the value. You'll be able to link your NFTs, your all of your cool gifts. You'll be able to have, you know, to share with your friends who care about NFTs, right? Um, and then it seems that the other piece of this is it will actually catalog like the metadata Meta, not meta, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Metadata. So all of the info from that NFT, when it was created, who it was created by, how many people have sold it, all those stat sheet will be included in this interface, whatever that is. Well, and it makes sense to doing this too, because Twitter already did that. Like you can put your board ape or your crypto punk or your me bit as your profile picture. And if it's the actual thing, you'll get a hexagonal border that will verify that you are using a real NFT. Cool. Cool. So cool. So cool. <sighs> Free subs. Yeah. Scribers. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they have to be competitive. They do. Yeah. And I, it's a, okay. It's a, it's a low hanging fruit, if you will. I mean, if we had a crypto dick butt, don't you think it would be the BitBros tweets Twitter picture? Sure. Yeah. But we don't have a crypto dick butt. No, because we I don't. didn't listen to you. You didn't listen to me. I was saying the crypto dick butts investment strategy was foolproof. And you said, what a dumb idea. Yeah. Yeah. And who's laughing now? None of us are. None of us are. No. No. Because and we, we didn't buy it. We could have stored it on our cold storage wallet. We could have had it on cold storage. We could have had a meta. People would have known that was an authentic dick butt. Yeah, because I mean, there are a lot of counterfeit dick butts out there and we need to know what's real and what's fake. Agreed. Because this is a, a big world of fake going on. You don't want to be caught up in that. No. No. Mm -mm. You don't want to, you don't want to get your dick butt fished. And you don't want, you don't want to be the Botox of dick butts. What does that mean? I don't know. I just thought I was going somewhere with that. Yeah, but it didn't go anywhere? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm. Anyway, point is, Facebook, come on. Everybody's in it. Let's go. Yeah, Get in. And even the young kids, the youngsters who aren't don't have a Facebook. You have a Facebook? They still have Instagram. Wait, Facebook's not cool anymore? No. Facebook's like the new MySpace. That's why they had to buy Instagram. Sorry. So I'm, I'm interested to see where uh, Facebook goes with this or Meta. Um, definitely not going to be linking my MetaMask wallet to them anytime no. soon. I would have some sort of secondary wallet, but... So that's the roundup. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. All right, let's take a look at those charts. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. Right now we're sitting at 19,400. We did dip to 18,100 earlier today, but the buyers came in and we got a nice rally from that 18,100 to 19,400. So we are above that 19,000, which is our significant support. If 18,000 does get compromised eventually, 
then 15,000 does look more likely and potentially 10,000. We are still below the 50-day moving average in orange, which is right around that $20,000 range. If we can reclaim 20,000, then 22,000 would be next. But I do like this buying pressure that came in at 18,000. That is a good sign. Until we make up our mind, we're just going to keep ranging from that 18 to about 24,000. All right, let's take a look at total market cap. Nothing has changed, but the buyers did come in again. You can see, hopefully that can maintain. We're really looking to reclaim that $1 trillion mark, and then we could see some more upside. All right, let's take a look at dollar cost averaging. I've got XRP. XRP has been in a bottoming formation. XRP has been moving up recently, probably in anticipation of its flare airdrop. So it could be a buy the hype, sell the news situation, or XRP could be building up its momentum to take its next leg up. It does look to have found a local bottom around 30 cents. Right now it's at 50 cents. Might want to take a look at XRP. Next, we've got Chainlink, same thing. It's been finding a local bottom. It's been ranging between four and eight dollars. It's come all the way down from 50. I think Chainlink is a good opportunity. And finally, Zcash, same thing, trying to find that bottom. It's at $50, peaked at 800, I believe, in the 2017 rally. I think Zcash is a good deal at $51. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Please remember to like, subscribe, turn on those notifications, and we do appreciate your comments. If you want to listen to us, you can do so on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. We'll see you next week.